Yes, tomorrow is our Emancipation Day holiday, and I've been asked to give you an overview of that. Historically, our Bahamas played a vital role in the emancipation of all slaves in the British Empire. On on August the 1st, 1834, all blacks were freed. Quiet and peaceful and somber marches mark the occasion. Those who marched wore their best clothes. They wondered what the future held for them without the food, clothing, shelters, and medical care that were mandated by the Articles of Slavery. In that march, there were two distinct groups, the ex-slaves and the liberated Africans. The groups did not appreciate one another. The ex-slaves felt that they were superior to the liberated Africans because they knew the Bahamas. The liberated Africans believed they were superior because they had never been slaves. The British Navy had intercepted the slave ships and liberated them. They were free. Immediately they were off the slave ships. The British Navy first populated Sierra Leone with liberated Africans, a free colony. On our island of New Providence, there were several liberated Africans settlements established. Adelaide, Carmichael, Fox Hill, Gambia, and Grantstown. In addition to this, every Bahamian island had liberated African settlements on it. In these settlements, the liberated Africans became apprentice and heard the gospel. Efforts were made to keep the families together so that if the father joined the Navy or the regiment, there was a place for his wife and children nearby. So how did emancipation, the freeing of slaves, come about? In the providence of God, England had undergone major changes. The humanitarian movement came about. The strengthening of the evangelical churches, the missionaries to the West Indies returned home and gave exciting speaking tours on what it was like in the West Indies. And they wrote pamphlets on on this life on the plantations. Also in 1755, the Quakers forbid their members to own slaves. And 20 years later, they expelled anyone who had anything to do with the slave trade. There was also the rise of Methodism led by John and Charles Wesley, also contributing to large societal changes in Britain. The ordinary Englishman was proud to wear Josiah Wedgwood's cameo that questioned, am I not man and brother? So declaring their support for abolition. Overworked English mill workers 
emphasize with the misery of the slaves. The House of Commons had changed. A new political party was predominant there, the Whig Party, which was amenable to changes. And so gone was the protectionism for the West Indian goods, and in its place, the East Indian goods take their place. In the Parliament, the East Indian trade lobby emerged, and it backed the abolition of slavery. The most vocal and influential and persistent British politician to fight against human slavery was a Christian named William Wilberforce. In the British Parliament, he used the horrendous Bahamian case to argue that slavery was evil. This is the case. Kate was a black house slave on, the plant, on one of the plantations in Crooked Island belonging to the Moss family. Kate was accused of theft, insubordination, and insolence for refusing to mend her clothes. For these charges, she was shackled and locked in the stocks. She was only able to bend over. Her arms were also in the shackles. She could not brush the mosquitoes or the flies away because she could not touch her face. Her feet were off the ground. She could not sit. She could not lie down. She could not sleep because the mosses had rubbed our beautiful red peppers in her eyes. This began on July the 22nd, 1826, and ended on August the 8th. This was 17 days and 17 nights that she was in the stocks. Only time she was taken out was for official beatings. And she couldn't sleep, as I pointed out already. There were also unofficial beatings by the lower members of the plantation. They took part in sneaking up on her while she's in the stocks and giving her a good beating. Even her father engaged in this. He gave her 24 lashes. Human slavery was and is repugnant. It's a sin against God and against the persons that are made in his image. Remember, this particular case in the Bahamas was horrific, and William Wilberforce reported it to Parliament. August the 8th, the Mosses declared that she was unfit to be a household slave anymore, and she should become a field slave. They didn't give her any time to recuperate from the ordeal. She was weak, she was broken, she was dehydrated and racked with fever. Early the next morning, she was taken to the field and she was flogged again. And she fell on the dry earth of Crooked Island and died at noon. 
This was the terrible and true story that William Wilberforce told to the British Parliament and that God used to effect a mighty change so that the Parliament, so that the House of Commons uh, uh, passed a law against this July 1833 and the House of Lords went along with this on August the 1st, 1833. All slaves were to be emancipated in the British Empire and human slavery was totally abolished in the whole of the British Empire. Praise God for that. This is what we remember and celebrate tomorrow on Emancipation Day. We have told this story to educate and sensitize you both to the evils of human slavery and the providence of the Lord in removing such a blight from the world. Tomorrow, as you enjoy your holiday, think about Kate, think about William Wilberforce, think about our creator who removed slavery from the British Empire. Lastly, think about the dignity of what it means to be human and, the, and an image bearer of God Almighty. Thank you.